If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, a Widow Wednesday on September 13th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the infallible Gary Widow. It actually is a Widow Wednesday, isn't it? No, no, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I said, I I said the part happen. where I did the t- Tuesday on a, on a Wednesday. I, I, l- I long since lost track of what day of the week it is. It's all just a blur. Yes, Widow Wednesday on a Tuesday for once, because I don't do the regular slot anymore. Now I'm just here when you're desperate. It's been too long, Gary. It's been, yeah. It does me well to see you. How have you been? How has the X-Cast been treating you? What are you drinking? X-Cast is good. Um, I've been I'm drinking. I, I haven't had McDonald's breakfast in a really, really long time, but I just kind of sure. was in the mood for one today. So I got myself a sausage um, muffin. Yeah. Always a yeah, solid yeah. choice. You like the you, biscuit? You put the egg on like there the, or is it just the sausage muffin? No, I went the full like, egg cheese, the whole thing. Do you like Hell the biscuit there. or the muffin, Greg? Oh, I'm a muffin man. I'm an egg McMuffin man. I do like their biscuit, but I'm an egg McMuffin man. I'm a muffin man. My, Leah, my wife, is a um, a biscuit person. I do like sure. the chicken biscuit that they have there now. They're Delicious. Like a southern chicken breakfast biscuit. That's that good. they try to pass off as breakfast. It's just fried chicken and a biscuit for breakfast. Yeah, basically, but I'm not complaining. I, um, I ain't complaining. So, but I got the whole combo with the hash brown and this yeah. giant ass. Like, it's all the same nice price. So you might as, well get, might as well get the big one. This yeah, is an iced coffee with the uh, hazelnut, some kind of hazelnut syrup. It's, it's very Take sweet. it with the cleaners. Take it's them to the cleaners, I say. Mm. Yeah, no, there's their stuff's too sweet. You got to get it's it. It's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Blessing gets it and just spills it all over his car. Uh, outside of that, though, you've been good? What have you been playing? What have you, what's been happening in the game? Uh, what have I been playing? I just started playing um, a game that I discovered on Game Pass that just came out this past week called Coffee Talk, which I really like. You discovered Greg talked about that how long ago on PlayStation. Well, I'm not saying PS, I discovered I it. it like fucking Copernicus or something. I'm saying like I happened to find it and now I'm playing it. Like, you enjoyed I, it? I, I like Coffee Talk. I like Coffee Talk. No, it was good. I'm actually surprised that you liked it because I didn't think you liked those kind of sedate story, you know, oh, just dude, I'm a big, buttons, you know, visual novel type games. But I I'm like a it big a talk, talky talk person. You go in there, you're making coffee for people and then you're going through their problems and your problems. I love that. I well, love it's that interesting because it's got the it's got the vibe that I like, right? It's kind of Seattle. It's rainy. It's coffee shop. It's late night. People coming in and telling you their stories. Like This is like yeah. a cool idea for the game. But then it's got this weird fantasy element as well, right? It's almost like you're, you're living. It's the modern world, but we've got trolls and elves and you know, it's almost like a mashup between that Netflix movie where the orcs were cops or something. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what was the name of that Pixar movie where they had like it was magic, but then they invented technology, and now it's like modern. But I can't, what was the name of that movie? It was the one, the one about the brothers. The one about oh. the brothers. Well, I can't remember the name of it. it was like the My dad's on, dead. Onward, onward. Jack Black. onward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like onward. that. That's what it was. It's like that. But it's good. I really like it. And again, I'm just another great little advertisement for Game Pass. That's not something that I necessarily would have. I don't know what the retail price of it is, probably like anywhere between like 10 and 20 bucks, but I probably wouldn't have bought that on a whim, but I tried it on a whim because it's their game pass, quick install because it's a little indie game. And I and it, and it, got, it got its claws into me. I've, been, I've really been enjoying it. Yeah, big fan of that one. I, I, I enjoyed myself uh, and you should play it too. I didn't know it was yeah. on Game Pass. That's a great one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, what, so I, it, what was it on before? Was it a PlayStation game or something? Yeah, I played it on PlayStation 4 back okay. uh, uh, when it originally came out in January 2020. Yeah, because the yeah. game's set in 2020. That's right. Yeah, and I guess it eventually found its way to Xbox and Game Pass. And I'm, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I like those. They didn't even know. They didn't even know. You know, there's going to be a global pandemic and all that stuff. Didn't yeah. even know about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying that. Am I, am I playing anything else? Still playing um, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader with my fifth grader. Um, How are you doing? Are you smarter? Oh, I beat her. I, I beat her every time. There's no good, mercy good, good, in good. my house. That's the, only, that's the only way she'll learn. Um, and to be to be fair, the way that the school curriculum works out here is the stuff that my kid learned is not necessarily the stuff that shows up like on that game. Like my kid doesn't do like they're they're just now doing geography, right? In and history in fifth grade in in the school system here. Um, but like that, that's considered a lot of those questions are considered like first and second grade questions, which is weird. Like first graders aren't learning about geography. I don't know where they're getting their like curriculum from on this game. The sure. whole game, that whole game, Private as much as schools. we're enjoying it, we like these cheap and cheerful trivia games, but the, but it, it feels like, I don't know if you played that who wants to be a millionaire millionaire game that they put out where they clearly, they just shatter out to make a quick buck. This of kind of just has, that. this has kind of a similar, a similar feel to it, but you know, I'm shocking it. to know one of my favorite game gear games was Jeopardy. Real stoked. No, I, I, love I mean, Christmas. I think, you know, look, they, they, not everything has to be some brilliant innovation in game design. Sometimes it's fun just to get people around for like families and people that don't necessarily, aren't necessarily into video games, but they know like how to do a trivia game, like press A for this answer, press B for that answer. Things sure. that everyone can play, you know, fun for all the family. Like those games aren't considered cool, but there is a necessary place for them in the gaming landscape. They have a, they have a purpose and a spot to fill and there's an audience for them. And I'm a member of that audience. Speaking of audiences, you're in our, so let's talk about the fact that Breath of the Wild 2 has a name and a release date. GoldenEye 007 is back, and you're getting a PlayStation State of Play today. We'll talk about all that and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. On Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can write in to be part of the show, you can get the show ad-free, and you can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday of course it would also get you a bevy of benefits for things like the x cast ps i love you xoxo and the games cast where you can record us what no watch us record them a day earlier than everybody else when they get them and they have to go sit through the ads and they don't get the post show and they don't have a great time However, if you don't have a great time and you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. There's lots of free ways to support Kind of Funny. Number one, of course, use our creator code Epic on the Epic Game Store. Uh, the creator code is Kind of Funny. Of course, all one word. If you're buying something on the Epic Game Store, if you're getting something for free on the Epic Game Store, if you're getting Fortnite V-Bucks on your PlayStation or Rumbleverse on your Xbox, you should use creator code Kind of Funny because it helps us and doesn't cost you a thing. Of course, you can support this show by watching us record it live on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Remember, the experiment is continuing. We are doing the month of September now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games where we record the show live for you to watch. Be in the chat just like Mario is and Ronald is and Toby are. If you're in that live chat, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Greg, can I, I insert, keep... I'm sorry, can I just insert a quick disclaimer before we go any further? Gary, what I want you to know is you can insert anything into me anytime I can insert want. anything I want into you at any point? Okay. Well, <laughs> what I'm going to insert into you at this point, before I forget, 
Um, I just want to pre-warn you um, with, with a little kind of, sorry, Greg, I was miles away type disclaimer. Sure. Just because yeah, sure, this may sure. come up later. Okay. When I agreed last, yes, was it yesterday? Yeah, you to asked be on me to do show. this? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. When I very kindly, I'm going to preface this correctly, when I very kindly agreed to step into this and get you out of a jam at the last minute sure. at very short notice, uh-huh. I briefly forgot that this time slot would coincide with uh, Tottenham Hotspur playing in the Champions League against Sporting Lisbon. Sure, uh, which, sure. So I have Sporting that in Lisbon. another window here right now. Yeah. So if you see me yeah. over here, I'm miles away. If I'm over here, I'm all good. Uh, so I just wanted to let you know that that's a thing that could possibly be a factor as we go forward. But I, well, just, I don't want the Tottenham I want to get out in front to of get it. out of there. So you you don't worry about it. Is this the, this is there in the Champions League, but this isn't the championship, right? There's still like 90 more games. No, this is this is the cha- this is the most prestigious club football tournament in the world. Where all the top teams in Europe compete. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur, of course, being an elite club that we are, being one of those top teams in Europe. Um, we're here, so we don't need to talk about football. I'm just letting you know that it's over Soccer. here. And if you see me over here looking sure. distracted, you know the reason why. What was the I final am going to do did my they, best to, to, to keep my focus on you. Did they pause the soccer for the Queen's passing or did they let it they go? Did, and it's continued to pause. The games were canceled last weekend and they're canceled this weekend coming up. And it's leading to a lot of logistical fixture congestion. Like the schedule's already bad enough as it is. And now they have to make up all of these games. Sure. I think they've over, you know, you're not, not, you know, as you know, I'm a staunch anti-monarchist. So I'm likely to have this point of view anyway. But I think they've overdone it with all of okay. the canceling things and the reaction and stuff. I get that it's a big deal to a lot of people, but I have this theory yeah. that the funeral is still like a week away, basically. It's not until next Monday. By that, that's going to be a long week between now and Monday when that happens. I feel like a lot of people are going to be sick of it like, enough already. But, I think I think they've overdone it and it's going to wind up being a bit counterproductive. But Gary, there's still so many tears in the kingdom, you know. Do you think that's really the reason why Nintendo didn't show that live in the 100%. UK? 100%. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Well, my condolences, Gary. I know you, this hit you hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely gutted, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon for. Oh, no, I didn't do it. No, I did say stay to play. Like I said, PlayStation, this is still housekeeping. PlayStation stay to play, 3 p.m. Pacific uh, today. It will be live streamed on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Come watch it with us. If you're watching this later, listening to this later, remember you can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny games on demand, whatever you want it. So go have a good time. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by Shopify and Me Undies, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Subdue time for some news. Eight items on the Roper Report. I've only kind of I haven't had a lot of time to check in with the news, but obviously I know there was a direct this morning and I saw some other headlines. Feels like it's a a good news day today. There's lots going on. You got a lot to talk about, Gary. So I'm sorry that the Tottenham hotspots are over there having their thing right now. Yeah, my. Number one on the rope for a four. Let's talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdoms or Tears of the Kingdom headlined a disappointing direct. Uh, We'll go through the top two parts of the direct, I think. Then we'll get into a whole rundown for you. But we will start with The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. In addition to the vast lands of Hyrule, the latest entry in the storied Legend of Zelda series will take you into the skies in an expanded world that goes beyond that. Look forward to Link's massive adventure starting again when The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, drops for Nintendo Switch on May 12th, 2023. As you see here on the trailer, there he is, the man himself, Link, jumping out of the thing, 
fallen. Now he's on this rock, and that's going up in the sky. And then he's he's climbing here. Ooh, the climbing's back. He's got some stamina. He's falling again, everybody. Is it Skyward Sword? No, it's falling. He lands on a Fortnite glider, and he is going to drop on Twisted. He's going to Twisted, everybody. Gary... Have you watched this trailer already all the way through? Yes, I did. I did see. It. I woke up, so when I when I woke up this morning, it was, it was already halfway through the direct, but I put it on anyway, as I was having my uh, my cornflakes this morning. Your cuppa, uh, or I should more accurately, my frosted mini wheats. As I was having my nice. frosted mini wheats, nice. I watched the back end of. The, I think Bayonetta three was what was on as I sure. put up YouTube videos, so like halfway through. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll continue to watch it because they'll usually save the best stuff till the end. You know, there's like one more thing; it'll be at the end, as as indeed there was. Um, so I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I, I can talk to you more more generally about the Nintendo Direct, but the Zelda thing, obviously, I guess the Barretts of the world are going to be going through it frame by frame and extrapolating all kinds of oh, things from, from from the footage. But it seems like for, for the rest of it, it seems like the main thing was like the title and the release date. Those were the two main points, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for Zelda, for sure, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, Barrett, was there anything in your CSI enhanced mode? I'm, you, you said you've already been through it. Were you able to deduce anything? Uh, not a whole lot, I think, added, uh, on top of the trailers that we've already gotten, right? Uh, you know, we've, we've seen Link Fallen, uh, from the sky, uh, you know, uh, using this rewind feature on items that we've seen before, um, you know, him in his, like, beast mode, uh, outfit there. Beast mode. And, uh, yeah, I, I think the, the interesting thing is just showcasing of, like, it seems like... Maybe this is a little bit more of like a loading sequence here, uh, right? Of like being able to oh, go all the way from the top down to the kingdom, right? I just I think that's really interesting of like how they're going to be able to pull that off on a tech. Like, it's like the Mass Effect elevator, basically. Maybe, yeah. I'm I'm not entirely. Sure. That's just my guess of like how do they get that to run on on Switch with like all of that going on all at once, right? Um, right. Uh, the the logo treatment I really like. Uh, the logos, if you see here, it looks like this uh, interesting little dragon thing, which if you remember from another uh, Breath or uh, Tears of the Kingdom uh, gameplay trailer, you saw at one point Link on his arm had this like interesting little dragon device that was breathing out fire. Um, so I, I feel like that's going to be uh, really important for like lore and story stuff, uh, more mm -hmm. so than just like a, an item that you get. Um, and you know, there's a, a little bit more. More of like Zonai uh, stuff here that we see in the um, like the glyphs and stuff here that if you don't know the Zonai are a, a group of uh, a, like a, a tribe of people who you see hints of throughout Breath of the Wild if you see any like ruins uh, with like green glyphs on them that's usually them and they kind of disappeared from this world uh, for some unknown reason so I imagine we'll get more about that and the fact that they're kind of a part of that like uh, logo treatment with like the kind of green vibe going on I, I feel like you know it's just confirming that they're going to be a kind of big part of the story um, and that's really all I have besides um, this intro right here showing who I assume might be a, a villain character here who doesn't look like a uh, Ganon or Ganondorf. That'll be interesting. Um, you know, could be Jack from Jack and Daxter too. It could also be the rabbit uh, looking dude from a link between worlds. If you remember the, the rabbit. I do remember who, the rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the title? I like it. You, you know, it was uh, of the speculation for years of like, it'll be something of the something. And that, right. that was the closest I think anybody really got to actually correctly <laughs> uh, guessing the, the titles. But I, I like it. It's It feels 
different for some reason for a uh, Zelda title, um, but I'm I'm into it, and you know it, it makes sense with like a lot of the um, tear droplet imagery that we got from previous uh, uh, trailers for this game, mm-hmm. um, and I imagine that might also deal with the Zonai, like uh, you know maybe the the tragic uh, history of why they fled the kingdom and stuff like that, and uh, learning more about the history of this specific version of Hyrule. Um, it also opens them up to maybe cover Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven. That's like, true. Um, during the end credits when he's falling. Would you know my name? Yeah, that seems likely. Just putting it out there. You know what I mean? Nintendo trying to be contemporary. Maybe this is the chance and to I, bust out this 1992 maybe, maybe they, hit maybe, from Eric Clapton maybe about they the can, death of his son. Uh, maybe, maybe they can add some, some lines about how uh, vaccines are actually secret government microchip <laughs> oh, surveillance programs. No, <laughs> don't tell me that's what Eric Clapton Oh, yeah. He's all, he's, he's, oh, yeah. Do you know hear about that? At this point. Yeah, Clapton's, yeah, he's lost the plot. How the fuck is it? That any random fucking name I pull out, whether it's a former professional wrestler or musician, has some fucking horrible skeleton in their closet about just anything in their life. What and, is and, up and, with that? Ladies and, he's a and gentlemen, too. I promise you, I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, you are wandering the desert that used to be the nice plains of the Great Plains. And you are trying to get a drop of water from whatever to feed your kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's sand, there's pirates, and there's all these people. You gather on a campfire and you talk to them about what the world was like before and the celebrities you knew and all these different things. You're like, I knew this one guy used to do stuff on the internet. And you say Greg Miller, they're not going to be like, oh, that guy? Oh, the guy who said the sandworms didn't exist? Like, I will, be, I will, the sandworms exist, and that's what we're fighting in 50 years. I'll, I'll admit right. it. All right. Yeah, uh, if you really want to go down, t- t- go, go Google Eric Clapton racist and see no. where that takes you. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, someone in the chat Why said he, he thinks that uh, black British people aren't British or something like that. Like, that's okay. Yeah, yeah anyway, Zelda is fun, right? Anyways, uh, yeah, Zelda's uh, great. Until so it turns logo, out, of course, the Link treatment. has some horrible thing he did in college oh, no, and filmed Greg, it. No, no. Uh, the last thing about the logo treatment, the sword turning into what seems to be like the the, the Zonai arm thing that we've seen in uh, past uh, ah, yeah, yeah, uh, trailers. Yeah, yeah. Like going Link's stuff. arm gets all weird. Uh, yeah. Definitely Twilight Princess vibes from that kind of artwork that we've seen in the past. So it'll be interesting to see how it all comes together. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, the big like question so is Barry to Courtney. speculate on and so little to speculate on. I mean, feel, I mean, it feels like they showed, in terms of footage, they showed very little in that trailer. As right? they it yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. So the question then becomes around Robin. Do you think Barrett Courtney? I'll start with you. May twelfth will actually happen. Is that when we're going to all going to be sitting there playing Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom? Yeah, I, I think myself and probably a lot of other people in the past have said they will not reveal a date unless until they're confident that they will hit that date. I, I think this will happen. We will be playing this game on May twelfth. Gotcha, Gary. I I quite I oh what that oh sorry. Um, <laughs> the hot spurts almost hit it, but they hit the crossbar and they're going crazy oh, at Wembley. They got it. the blue card and the pink card pulled. Everybody, we're adding an unknown amount hold of time on, Hold on, hold on a clock. second. How, oh, no, that was offside. Fair enough. Um, sorry, what was the question, Greg? I, I, war- I did warn you this could happen. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, you warned me when the show started. If you would have just said you couldn't do it, I would have got Janet. <laughs> May 12th, do you think you're going to be playing Legend of Zelda? Yeah, I don't, think, I, don't the think they would, I don't think they would have put a date out unless they were confident they could hit it. Okay. 
I think they're confident too, and I think they will hit it. But I'll say for argument's sake, they won't hit it just to make everybody, you know, look back at this and go, "Man, Greg was right." Or we I mean, don't I mean, Nintendo has changed dates after announcing dates, right? It's not like Nintendo is like once we say a date, that's holy writ, right? I mean, Animal Crossing famously slipped uh, from its original date, like. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, this given, game given, also give... slips from its original year, and that's why I think. I mean, th th that yeah, that's the thing. It slipped from one window to another. I think once they once it's already slipped once, and then and then they put a date on it. I think they're doing that with some. Degree I think technically twice. I think at one point they were saying uh, 2022. I think maybe once. Uh, kind of funny. Dot com slash. You're wrong. I, I feel like the this game technically had two different windows before this. Yeah. Fair so enough. no, I I think for all all of those reasons are reasons why I think. Again, I don't think they would have put the date out unless they felt very confident. I, I think you'll be playing it on May 12th. Well, we will wait and see, and we will keep you posted here on the one, the only, the kind of funny games daily. For now, we move to the second item on the Ropa Report. Also something that jumped off the screen during the Nintendo Direct, but it goes far larger than that. GoldenEye 007, that's mm. right, GoldenEye 64 is officially coming back. Uh, Rare tweeted the following. 25 years after its original release, experience GoldenEye 007 faithfully recreated for Xbox consoles. Includes achievements, 4K resolution, and a smoother frame rate, even in the split-screen local multiplayer. Coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. Not only that, we've been delighted to work with our friends at Nintendo again on GoldenEye 007's simultaneous release for Nintendo Switch Online plus Expansion Pack members. Of course, that's what you're seeing right there. The GoldenEye trailer did uh, premiere and announced this news during uh, the Nintendo Direct. However, there is even more information over on Xbox, or at least more words about what you kind of already heard. But I joined the Xbox post in Paragris. Players will guide James Bond on a global espionage mission to prevent the devastating power of the GoldenEye satellite from being unleashed upon the world. The classic campaign mode, transformative difficulty levels, and havoc-inducing cheats will all make their return, as will the iconic split-screen local multiplayer mode, allowing up to four players to take to the couch in a battle of wits and skill. The original experience has been updated with improved control options, including dual analog stick support, thank God, uh, native 16x9 resolution for up to 4K Ultra HD, where supported, a consistent refresh rate, and a full complement of achievements to unlock. GoldenEye 007 will be made available on Xbox One and Xbox Series X slash S as part of Xbox Game Pass. Additionally, players who own a digital copy of Rare Replay, the 30-game comp compilation of classics from the award-winning studio behind GoldenEye 007's original release, will be able to download and enjoy the game free of charge, which is dope. That's a nice thing to toss in there and support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gary, are you stoked for the return of the one, the only, GoldenEye 007? I'm stoked for GoldenEye fans, certainly, because, um, you know, I know Here we go. Let me, let me predict what's what? going to happen. No. Gary Whitta, of course, was in the PC. He was there. He'd been playing first-person shooters and having them all. So when this thing came out, this was a kid's game to him. He didn't need this weird-ass Nintendo strafing control scheme. All right, you've got me on this, because that is that is actually exactly what I was going to say. When, like, when you're right, you're right, Greg. I will I will always give you I'll always give you props on the rare occasion when you I get it I right. appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, so you never so, ever had fun with it? You never, you, you it's never. No, because because as I was going to say, in 97, when it came out, I was editor-in-chief of PC Gamer, and I was playing real shooters for grown-ups with a mouse and keyboard with decent frame rates online and land play and the way that shooters are meant to be played, as opposed to four little screens the size of a fucking postage stamp jammed onto a 19-inch, you know, CRT TV. Fair so enough. I, th that's the thing that I find most amazing about GoldenEye, as someone who never really played it, is that split-screen... Because you could split the screen into four, right? 
back then yeah. TVs weren't as big as they are now. You know, like how, like how big was the TV that you think you had at home in 1997? Take a Oof, guess. Jeez, man, I remember I got a big screen uh, for a Christmas one year around this time. The big, the screen big screen would have been like 32 been, inches, right? I was that would say been 35, maybe. Yeah, I used to have a 32 inch Sony Trinitron, which needed took three people to lift it. It was a fucking tank of a television. Um, people don't like kids these days, Greg. They tell you they don't know they're born. They don't remember what it was like having a car when you had to move like a CRT, an old tube TV, especially a big screen one like that, from one room to the other. Now you can just put a flat screen TV under your arm and walk around with it because they weigh nothing, right? Yeah, um, but back yeah, in the flat. day, those TVs were an absolute giant, just hugely heavy, molecularly dense things. And I always found it amazing that people were able to enjoy that game to the extent that they did, given that it was. Split screen. Split screen shooters are, are tricky to begin with, right? Because you can see what everyone else is doing. And part of like shooter strategy is players not being able to know where you are at any given time, right? Or what if you're waiting around a corner for someone, like I shouldn't be able to just glance over to the, the next screen over and see that you're doing that. But in spite of all of these things, the tiny little shared screen space and you know, all of the all of the limitations that come with split screen play, Goldeneye really, you know, took off and earned a place for itself in, in gaming history. And again, I never totally understood why, because I was looking at shooters through a totally different lens as a PC gamer back then. But I think it's great that it's, you know, that that prior to, I guess, Halo, uh, for those for those for those four years before Halo came out, that Goldeneye was kind of the the FPS standard bearer, right? It was it was for sure. probably the, the most popular console first person shooter, certainly in the multiplayer space. And it's still very Time highly regarded today. Hell for PlayStation people. But yeah, GoldenEye 007 on Nintendo 64 was something incredibly special. And I think opened that up to so many different people. And the fact, again, like, you know, take yourself way back to that. Obviously, you could do PC LAN parties and stuff like that. But in the idea of suddenly it's not a 1v1 thing. It is, you know, four, four people playing against each other, trying to go through, do this, having that group, uh, that party atmosphere of switching out you know who's going to be the fourth player whoever is the worst drop out stuff like that coming right trying to be the best in your friend group trying to do all these things like the golden i 007 was something really really special now yeah before we get too far off the bag and before we keep going into this nostalgia did you notice anything gary did you notice anything about and i know you're miles away and there's a million things happening. no i'm paying attention oh no i know but this is like a, a little thing <laughs> that you might not you, you might have missing Hey Barrett, run the trailer, but get you know uh, on that, the play, oh, run right. the switch trailer for 007 again. Okay, or golden. Watch trailer. Okay. okay, here we go. Hold on. Because I read through all the Xbox stuff, right? I talked about what you can do over there, right? Of like classic classic campaign mode, as will split screen local multiplayer mode, allowing up to four players on the couch with a skills. Uh, the experiment coming soon. This is the N60. The, but pause right there. This is for Did the N64 you, version, right? Well, this is the N64 version on Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Did you notice, Gary Widow? Did you notice, Gary Widow, that in the entire Xbox report, there is never a mention of online play? It is only in the Nintendo Switch version. Because, ladies and gentlemen, online play for GoldenEye 007 is, in fact, exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. That is interesting. And that's a that shame is... because I think, you, I think most people would agree, Greg, that I know obviously we'll wait for them to both come out. But I think at this point, you know, knowing what we know about the two systems, we can make a very educated guess that online play aside, Xbox is going to be the preferable way to play that game. Like if 100%. you're playing local split screen co-op, for example, or cam campaign mode, the Xbox is just going to be the more capable system to play it on, right? Than than the Switch. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that was a if that was a result of a special uh deal that nintendo made or whatever but they've they've done it and yeah it's 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 
it, I'm actually kind of surprised that, because I didn't read the press release and you tell it, I'm taking your word word for it, that if there's no online play in the Xbox version, that I imagine that can only be as a result of, oh, go on, get in! Yes! Get in there! Wait, hold on. They wrote, no, don't tell me they've rolled that one off as well. Oh, you piece of shit. Oh, fuck you. Sorry. I nah, really do, you do think, apologize. Man, I understand that. What, like- what a fucking joke. Hold on a second. We'll ride through. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> oh, no, he was, uh, okay, he was off. Still bullshit, though. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, no, no. Yeah, it's really Gary, weird because you would, you would fully expect the online version to be in the Xbox, right? Like, yeah. one of the things that Xbox is good at is 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 Xbox Live and multiplayer. It's one of the cornerstones. And inarguably, of the one platform. of the things Nintendo is terrible at is online multiplayer. <laughs> but but that's the thing with the uh, expansion pack with these N sixty four games and a bunch of other um, like the, the SNES games and NES is that when applicable, they try to include uh, online multiplayer. So I wonder sure. if that was something that. You know, with the, uh, that team already working on, you know, bringing GoldenEye to Xbox, they thought to themselves, probably not something that we need to actually, like, uh, work on because, you know, if you want to play GoldenEye, like, go back to that classic couch co or cu- couch uh, sure. uh, uh, PvP but it's like fucking the people, thing. It's that weird trade-off, I right, mean, though, yeah. where it's like the people who grew up doing this are me and Gary and we're old, and how often do I have my actual not, friends over on the couch to play games? Never. I'm not in any way trying to, like make excuses for xbox here because i think it's a shame that they that they don't have it and there's again there's no way they chose to leave it out right this has got to be the result of nintendo locking up some kind of exclusive thing but you could argue that if what you want to do is replicate the golden eye experience that you had back in the day the xbox version is still doing all of those things right because nintendo 64 obviously was pre online the way that you experience multiplayer in that game was local split screen co-op which the xbox version is going to have. And I would argue that just across both versions, across the Nintendo 64, uh, sorry, the Switch and the Xbox, and there'll, and there'll be very different iterations and you'll be interested to compare the two. I'm sure, you know, lots of outlets will do that and you guys will probably do it when, you know, when the games come out and you'll be able to kind of look at both and see what the pluses and minuses are of both versions. But I think something that will be really helpful to both is going back to what I mentioned earlier about how back in the day playing split screen local co-op especially when it's carved up into four screens was really not that i mean i mean i'm honestly interested to know like how did people back in 97 do it did they sit closer to the tv or something because you've got an already small tv you didn't know any better most people probably had a tv that's like what 19 inches anywhere between 19 and 32 inches very small by today's standards like computer monitor size these days and if you're sitting back on the couch you know if it's if it's one screen if it's one image that's one thing but if it, once it's you take that 19 inch TV chunk, carve that up into four pieces. Did people like get like crowd around and get closer to the TV? Yeah, kind well, of you also, you also hung back because you didn't know it, it was a more basic game too. It's not like the visuals were like so in depth. No, they were so they were the, the same at. fuzzy ass smeary Blocky bullshit ass, yeah. that 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 categorized all um uh, or character characterized all uh, Nintendo 64 games. But I was going the point I was going to make was I think what will bode really well for both new versions in fact just everyone has bigger tvs now right way bigger tvs and so i i, I would imagine in the case of like most people the tv that they have at home now that they play games on is at least twice the size of a t- whatever tv they had back in 97 right because si- the tv size like what 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 was considered the bigger end of tvs like 32 inches yeah. is now considered like the teeny tiny size right that's the tv you put in the kitchen or whatever and the big the one you have in the in your in your living room is probably 50 inches or more i imagine because you can get i mean these i i got a, like a tc a really good tcl tv for the bedroom 
from Walmart. It was a 50, it's a 55 inch TV, 329 bucks. So See, you can get a decent TV for, you know, pretty cheap these days. So everyone's got bigger TVs, I think. Um, yeah, sure. I, think that, I think that will make the split screen mode more viable than it was back in the day is the, the long winded way of making that point. For sure. I understand. But it's also, you know, it'll be interesting to see if this is anything ever more than just a novelty. I was talking about GoldenEye 007 the, the other day, actually. And like, I remember how much fun we had with it. And then I, I've remembered in probably IGN times trying to go back to play it. You're like, oof. You know, I thought it was analog control and all that stuff that'll change the game. It's, I thought it was, did you notice also that when they I don't know about on the Xbox side, but on that Nintendo side, uh, no, oh, fucking hell, that was close. Um, on the Nintendo side, there's no 007 in the title, right? So I, I wonder if 007 is like is, there's a separate kind of legal licensing ring fence around that, the where they could bring it back, but they couldn't use the 007 branding anymore. Because I have a feeling that that is very, that very, and that very specific logo, you know, where the seven is also like the, the hand holding the gun, like yeah. that is, a, that is like trademarked and, and registered like up the ass. Like it's probably one of the most legally protected um, images uh, or like, you know, kind of trademarks in the world. And See, so I, I, I just, suspect that there was like an additional fee or they just couldn't get it or something like that. There might be, the official press release does call it uh, GoldenEye 007. Oh, it does? It's interesting yeah, it wasn't for, in the logo that they showed. So yeah, I don't know. Well, I bet you, the logo, I bet, would be Nintendo probably didn't want to have a gun on screen. Yeah. Um, really? Because uh, even so. in the fine print here, someone pointed this out in chat, it says GoldenEye 007. Okay. I may be making too much of the fact that it just wasn't in the logo that they showed then. You know what I'm making a big deal about, ladies and gentlemen? Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You could write it to be part of the show. You could get the show ad free. You could get the exclusive post show we do each and every episode. Of course, you get your name read. You can support us. You get a bevy of benefits for the other shows we do. But most important for right now, ad free viewing. But you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by me, Undies. We've all heard of gut instinct, but have you ever heard of butt instinct? It's when your butt tells you it wants new undies. Listen to your butt. Luckily, we work with MeUndies, makers of the most buttery, soft, and sustainable undies, bralettes, and socks that exist. You know that I have lived my life, MeUndies, head to toe, for the majority of the last couple years. I'm just all in on MeUndies because they are absolutely the most comfortable uh, clothes I've ever put on my body. Available in sizes extra small to 4XL. They have new colors and prints dropping weekly, so there's always something exciting to check out. You can try their free-to-join membership for free shipping on every order and exclusive perks like an item shipped to your door every month, secret sales, and early access to their newest stuff. MeUndies has a great offer for you guys out there. For any first-time purchasers, you get 20% off plus free shipping and returns. To get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. Shout out to Shopify for sponsoring this episode. Shopify powers our very own kindoffunny.com slash store, our merch store. And we love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell 
everywhere. Shopify unlocks the opportunity of your business to more people every day, every 28 seconds. An entrepreneur like you makes their first sale on Shopify. Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. You can go to shopify.com slash kfgames, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames right now. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash kfgames, all lowercase. We've gone through the big stuff, the big points of view from that there, Nintendo Direct. Uh, why don't we talk about everything? Well, I mean, that very much depends on your point of view, right? The, whatever is the big stuff is it depends on what your tastes are, right? Like, for example, some of the stuff that I was excited about, we haven't talked about yet. Okay. There still exists a thing called objectivity. All right, Gary. I am not taking away from you being excited about any of the multiple farm sims, about Pikmin, about whatever. But mm-hmm. you're going to sit there with a straight face and you're going to tell me, uh, I still want to call it Breath of the Wild too. Tears of the Kingdom isn't the biggest thing to come out of this thing. That's no, that is that is obviously the biggest thing, even though it wasn't, you know, they didn't really show anything new. They, they gave it a title and a release date, which certainly is still very significant. And it is the biggest thing that we know of that Nintendo has coming down the pike. But it, they didn't announce like a new, a new game. Like it wasn't, like, oh my God, it's something totally new. Like, it's going to blow all our doors up. It was just more information about something we already knew was coming. Yes, the biggest game they have that we know of, but, um, you know, a, 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 objectivity is just like an objective viewpoint is just not what happens to align with what you think, Greg. Like everyone has different, like, again, some people are really into farming games. They might not be cool. I'm not making it's, fun of farming games. I'm saying, I, I feel like you, you are, know what, Gary, we're going to go through the goddamn recap. All right. You have done nothing but ready for farming games since seven o'clock this morning. I've been watching. I've been following along. I thought you woke up in the middle of the direct, Gary. Well, I woke up okay, I woke up at 7.30. I, I put on the kind of funny reactions. Even though I generally prefer to watch those things cold without, you know, little boxes of sure. people talking over it. I did it. I did it for you. I put it on there. I and I, I, what I saw was a lot of nagging of farming games. Well, I mean, you saw a lot of us just being there quiet because it was a disappointing direct. I said that at the top of the show and a lot of people in the chat were like, it wasn't disappointing just to you. So I did a poll and 65% agree that the direct was disappointing. So there you go, everybody. It was uh, over 40 minutes. Uh, The stuff goes like this. We got Fire Emblem Engage. That's coming out January 20th, 2023. It takes two with local uh, where you can play on two different switches. Online play for this co-op game coming to Switch on November 4th. Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse comes out in early 2023. Xenoblade Chronicles 3's expansion pass. The next drop of that is going to be uh, October 13th. SpongeBob the Cosmic Shake was uh, shown 2023. <laughs> Did that one get you going? Did you like that one, Barrett? Did it look good? I mean, it was just it, it was just them confirming that it was coming to Switch. So there was really nothing new, uh, no new information about sure. that game. Fitness Boxing Fist of the North Star was shown. That's coming in 2023. Oddballers was shown 2023. Uh, Tunic was shown September 27th. Uh, the Front Mission remakes were shown again. The first one's coming in November. The second one's coming in 2023. And the third one's coming sometime in the future. Story of Seasons of Wonderful Life was shown for September. I'm sorry, summer 2023. Uh, Splatoon 3 got a little moment to talk about its first Splatfest that's happening on uh, the 23rd of this month, September, to talk about what you take to a desert island. A uh, big one for me, Octopath Traveler 2 was announced 
February 24th, 2023. Uh, Fae Farm uh, was shown. It's a farm sim RPG coming spring 2023. Uh, the Theater Rhythm, which I can't be saying right. Theater Rhythm, uh, final bar line for Final Fantasy fans is coming uh, February 16th, 23. Uh, Mario Rabbids 2 got its time to shine there. Rune Factory 3 was shown for 2023. Then the big announcement, there's another Rune Factory in development, everybody. <laughs> then they showed N64 stuff. They confirmed that Pilot Wings, Mario Party, and Mario Party 2 are all coming in. 2022 uh then they said for 2023 you're getting mario party 3 pokemon stadium uh pokemon stadium 2 1080 snowboarding excite bike 64 and then this is when they showed golden eye and said online play which is just for them of course uh various day life is out today right now factorio a management sim is coming out uh on october 28th uh ib is coming in spring 2023 and it got me and blessing to go that looks cool uh mario strikers is getting uh it's some getting some of its dlc uh paul Diddy Kong, a new stadium. It's all coming this month. Atelier Riza 3 is coming out February 24th, 23. Uh, Mario Kart 8's Wave 3 DLC was uh, confirmed. It's Merry Mountain from Mario Kart Tour, uh, DS Peach Gardens from Mario Kart DS, and it's coming this holiday. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports is getting golf, which we already knew. They showed some of the courses. That's been delayed, though, to the holiday. Pikmin Bloom was shown only to be a tease for the fact that Pikmin 4 is real. 2023 you'll be getting a new pikmin to run around with then they show just dance 2023 uh harvestella uh coming november 4th bayonetta 3 coming out october 28th uh master i got it's raincoat i think it's kind of funny.com slash you're wrong i could open up my thing i guess yeah, but i think it's like right. master detectives raincoat yeah i think there's a lot there's there's words in front of raincoat i think that's what it is uh it looks cool it's from the creators of danganronpa coming spring 2023 where you run around and investigate but then rather than just investigating like you have to remember what you found in the scene then you get put in a dungeon and the right and wrong answers come at you and you have to slash through them and do stuff i was Greg, like that's cool i should, get with that should i play danganronpa yeah you'd enjoy it okay it's a it's an interesting game it always put me to sleep it is it is very what much it was but my my, my my 10 year old daughter informed me today that a bunch of kids in her school are really into that so it's popular really? with the young, popular with the young cool. people yeah mama kuma people love them uh, they showed Resident Evil Village is coming to cloud October 28th. They showed Sifu coming out on November Oof. 8th. Sifu, an amazing game, everybody. Holy fucking shit. This is the best frame rate they could get for this game and put it on for a trailer. Good lord. Funnily enough, I was just about to say, because I didn't because I didn't see the footage, I was just about to say, and you know, and that seems like something that might actually run all right on the Switch because it's not like visually oh, that intensive. It did but not look good. Even Janet Garcia like dunked on the, Twitter, I saw. One of the general points... And I, and as you know, I've been on the other side of this fence. I'm starting to come around a little bit now. Maybe it just took a little bit more time. And like, like I remember getting into an argument with, well, not an argument, a spirited discussion with Geddes not too long ago when he and I hosted talking about does, is it time for Nintendo to, you know, refresh the hardware and come up with something new because the games are starting to long, long in the tooth. I was like, no, they don't need to. Most of the games still run well enough for most people and blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm, st I'm starting to come around to the, to, the, to the notion now that I think part of the reason why this direct may have seen a bit thin on like big like where's the new mario where's the new like where are the big like first party titles i think next year you're probably going to see an announcement of some kind of new hardware and they're probably holding like the biggest things for at least like a cross-generational thing so like the new mario odyssey 2 or whatever it might be will probably be like a a switch 2 title but they'll be like you know how like zelda launched with breath of the wild on wii u and on switch but switch was clearly yeah. the place to play i think you're going to sure. start to see some cross generational i think that's going to happen next year because i again i'm looking at the hardware performance on some of these games and they they are starting to kind of struggle and wheeze 
a little bit, and I'm and I'm starting to think now. They, they, Nintendo, is clear, they obviously have got hardware down in a basement somewhere. It's not like the Switch is going to be the last console they, they ever make. There's something new coming, but I do. It, to me, I'm starting to think like it probably is now going to be sooner rather than later. The Switch has had an incredible, incredible run. What a run! What what you know? Argue. I I think you've got to put it in the top three Nintendo consoles ever made at this point. Um, uh, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree? Oh my God! Of course, no. The Switch has been great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not um, trying to talk shit about but something. it's but yeah, isn't it? He has an incredible run. It is the queen, but you know, it, it's the Queen Elizabeth II of consoles. It had an incredible run. Everybody loves it, but its time is up, and it's uh, and it's time for someone. It's it's time for some, for something new to uh, ascend to the throne. Okay. Barrett, you, what do you, you said, ah, you don't agree? You I, think I, there's more juice than this Apple? You can keep the Switch going forever, but no, it is getting to the point where if, like, you can't fucking run it to the monarchy and stuff like that is like, ah, the analogy like, I would have gone with personally. You and I do it bad. Um, <laughs> that's just me, though. <laughs> uh, real quick, too, from the chat, I saw it go by, and I can confirm from IGN's Joe Scrabbles. Octopath Traveler is Octopath Traveler 2 is coming in February, like I said, to Switch playstation and pc so that's exciting they're all coming out at once uh anyway sorry back to where we are we're at we're at the 34th announcement from the nintendo direct uh yeah. crisis core final fantasy 7 reunion was shown it is coming december 13th that's the first date we've had for it uh radiant silver gun is out today endless dungeon is coming in 2023 tales of symphonia remastered is coming in 2023 mm-hmm. then they showed it a montage it was life is strange the romancing saga lego brick tales disney Speedstorm, fall guys season two coming out september 15th that was news of the day uh that's now everywhere and it's gonna be everywhere too then they showed kirby's return to dreamland deluxe they said it's coming february 24th yeah that look i like the look at those those mini games they'll be popular in my house yeah and then of course they ended with legend of zelda tears of the kingdom coming may 12th 2023 Mm -hmm. so it'd be a disappointing direct so you 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 are one of the people that you are you're one of the 65 percent basically yeah and, okay. I, and I'm not saying it was horrible. I'm not saying it was blah, blah, blah. It was just a direct where I thought they did a bad – the pacing was good because, like I said, we just went through my, by my count, which isn't giving the montage game something. That's 40 announcements they had there in roughly 40 minutes. So the pace was all right. The problem is that all the games were so similar that it's just a blur at some point of what the difference between all these different farming sim RPGs were. I guess, and again, I, I am not talking shit about farming sims. You know I love Assassin's, uh, Assassin's Creed, Jesus. Animal Crossing, you know that I've had my uh, fun in the past with stuff like uh, uh, Stardew Valley and whatever. But I'm just saying, like, come on. I guess, come I, guess on. The, I guess the question I would ask then, and it's totally valid for you to feel disappointed, but I want, I want to at least kind of, like, scrutinize it a little bit. Like... I, I guess it was just why are you disappointed? Like the definition of a disappointment, right, is when something falls short of your expectations, right? Sure. But Easy. this has been this has always been the problem with Nintendo Directs is that in in the short period, even just in the twenty four hours between, and it happens every time between them saying there's going to be a Nintendo Direct and it sure. dropping, people sure. let their expectations run away. They get super excited every every time, and that and and so when it eventually drops. It's it it can't match up to the sky high expectations. But if you look at the reality of what Nintendo Directs typically look like, this was not disappointing in terms of oh well, this wasn't as good as previous Nintendo Directs. It basically was. It was a very very typical Nintendo Direct. Like it was almost exactly the kind of Nintendo Direct they do all the time. So if you're actually looking at what Nintendo Directs are, it's not disappointing because it's it, it it's it, it's very much in line with what typically how they show these things. It's disappointing if you let your expectations run away with you. 
You are not wrong, but I don't think I'm that test case. Stick with me. At the start of the Nintendo Direct, when we were doing the BS on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can watch it now. I compared uh, as as somebody who's not, it uh, wasn't born and raised a Nintendo fan, and even to this day, like my Switch is my least played console. I just described it as I come into the zoo and I get to look at the exhibits of Tim Gettys over there. I called him a sloth, <laughs> you know what I mean? And every time I come into the zoo, I see I, I show up for these Nintendo Directs and I see them all get so hyped for it and then get crestfallen because it isn't oh my god where was metroid where was this where was that i come into any showcase we're gonna go watch right and i go back to the adam boys method that he talked about when he was at playstation and when they were playing their showcases is that there is no possible way to build a press conference a showcase whatever you want to call them and have every game be for everyone instead we want to show you a game and maybe every third every fourth game is for you there's something in there that you you finish it and you go, well, I can't wait for XYZ, even though the majority of it wasn't something I'm stoked for. Right. The problem right. I have here, Gary, is that this is one of the rare occasions where it ended. And I was like, I guess Octopath, like I'm stoked for Octopath Traveler yeah, 2. Yeah. It just like wasn't Breath of anything the Wild for you. similar to what you were talking about at the top of it, right? Where it's like, it's a known quantity. Like we already knew Breath of the Wild. Like, yeah, I'm okay, cool. Or, you know, uh, Tears from Tears of the Kingdom. It's gonna take a while. But it's like, really, I don't, I, I can't fill five spots on my hand from the forty games I just read. That no, I'm, I hear you. And, and, day and, one, and it's, I'm there. It's, it's totally, and you did a good job of laying out why you had the reaction that you did. But I think you touched on something when you said, like, you're not like a Nintendo first gamer. And yep. like you said, Switch is your least played console. You're not historically someone that grew up with Nintendo, right? Like, you don't have that Nintendo kind of nostalgia in your gaming DNA the way that other gamers do that grew up with the super nintendo or the n64 or whatever right that's fair to say correct okay. but to my credit tim agreed with me uh, i had a whole dark side of the moon uh, analogy i did on the thing and he said he was there with me mm. and tim is mr nintendo that's true. right so that's true. i would I, I i would say i would just make this point in general what i continue to like about nintendo and I, I i come at this point one way or another all the time on on kind of funny when we talk about nintendo is just do this as like a, kind of a thought exercise Take out all of the first player, sorry, the first per, the, the first party games like Mario or you know on Xbox Halo or on PlayStation Uncharted or whatever that clearly indicate that that game is for a certain system, right? You you know sure, what? Sure, sure, like. sure, so, sure. so take those out and just do the third party and, and and just do and just do the third party games. If you took, we could do this as an exercise. Like take all the obvious ones that are so obviously an Xbox title or so obviously um, a PlayStation title out of state of play out of the most recent state of play or out of the most recent you know inside xbox and take all of the third party first party titles that clearly identify nintendo games like mario and, and zelda and whatever out of the, late, the most recent nintendo direct and just just show you just show me the list of everything else if you show me okay here's here's what this company announced is coming out or third party here's what this other company announced coming out in third party this is what this other company announced is coming out third party which system is which you would not be able to tell the xbox and the playstation ones apart because 95 percent of the games on both of those systems are identical right and that's sure that's why that's why i make the argument that when it comes down to choosing between an xbox and a playstation the game lineups on either one are becoming less and less a part of the fact again if the, if you really really like the handful of titles that are exclusively like if you're like uncharted last of us spider-man over you're gonna go playstation if you're like forza gears of war uh, Halo, you're going to go Microsoft, but but aside from that, you're going to have a very very similar experience on both consoles in terms of hardware performance, in terms of the game library that's available. Even now, in terms of the you know the the Game Pass, your PlayStation Plus offerings, because they're becoming more similar. But I could I guarantee you I could pick out the Nintendo one, 
because 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 they do the kind of games that only show up on Nintendo. And I know this isn't for everyone, but if you like JRPGs, if you like farming sims, if you like weird ass shit, Nintendo is the company that continues to serve up those games for you in volume in a way that the other the other co companies don't do. So I say it all the time, Fair. thank God for Nintendo, because if they weren't out there doing their thing, the gaming landscape would look very homogenous and very similar. And there, there would not be much stuff going on between the two consoles that like would strike one out as like, oh yeah here's the like the xbox identity like as a gaming machine is what i don't really know it's like you have a little bit of something for everyone really the playstation identity as a gaming machine is what in terms of the game library a little bit of something for everyone really but perhaps with with a with a, arguably a better portfolio of, of first party single player you know narrative rich type experiences because sony's really really good at that but what and, and what but what nintendo does is we do have a little bit of something for everyone, but we, we also go deep on like weird ass shit that like certain kinds of gamers that really like Nintendo games are really into. Obviously, the first party Nintendo games that aren't rep replicable anyway. If you want Kirby, Mario, Zelda, Nintendo is the only place sure. to get. And those are and those are some of the best games you know in the world. And then, but if you want to play some weird shit called fucking var what was it Variant Daylight, various Daylight. Like you no, can't no, like no, Jason no, Schreier no, no, said no. earlier this morning. Like you, we've given up like trying to come up with parody. Various Daylight. Various Daylight. Like it's pointless trying to come up with parody titles for Square Enix games on Nintendo anymore because like the real ones are so much weirder than anything we could come up with as a joke. And the farming sims and the and the and the and the, and the weird kind of lovingly rendered. I hear you. Um, I hear you. I hear you. Remakes of the JRPGs. Like no one else does that. And Nintendo we got a show to do. A and really go on important with. spot, right? I, so, I hear you. I I hear you. My one counter argument that I will leave us on, because I don't actually want to argue, we got to move on with the rest of the okay. show here. I got more okay. stuff to do, would be the fact that I honestly think we, you might kind of be tiptoeing into a quality versus quantity argument. Where I would argue PlayStation does have a lot of great JRPGs, or does have a lot of JRPGs, period. I'll just put a period yeah. on it. It does have its fair selection of farming simulators. I don't know if they have the swatch of them we just saw on Nintendo, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I would say I would think a lot of the ones you see over there when you talk about a Tales gamer or whatever is a little bit more memorable than so many of the ones that just went by. And of course, I'd be able to identify as a Nintendo game because they're jaggy and their environments are pretty empty. Right, that would be the right. one thing I would say. But again, I'm talking a bit out my ass since JRPGs are not my forte to begin with. But I mean, I think I think I, I tend to have like more just like weird tastes. In game, like for, for me, the, for, for me, the standout was the, the Fist of the North Star fitness boxing game. <laughs> like, it's, sure. Again, it's like who else is going to bring you that game? That is some weird ass shit. And I and I and I love the fact that we are getting just weird games. I, I will actually play that. Like a lot of the farming games and the JRPGs. Again, I'm really glad they exist. Kind of like Hansel in um, in Zoolander saying, like, "I don't listen to Sting's music, but I'm glad he's making it." Like I'm, sure. I'm really glad yeah. that those those games are out there. They're not for me. But there are many, many people out there for whom those kind of games are their bread and butter. And, and I've totally is, stolen is, your is, thing. Is I said them. it on the stream where I was like, I'm not trying to yuck anybody yum, anybody's yums. This wasn't for me, and that's okay. But I'm just saying, you know, I gotta okay. come out here and call it as I see it. Okay. For now, let's call it like I see it with the fact that there's a PlayStation State of Play today. Uh, the official posting from PlayStation that went up yesterday says, with Tokyo Game Show just around the corner, it's almost time to celebrate the amazing creative contributions of the Japanese game development community. And it's also a perfect time to kick off another State of Play. State of Play returns Tuesday, September 13th with a live broadcast at 3 p.m. Pacific time. You can watch it on Twitch and YouTube. 
Uh, uh, For tomorrow's show, we'll have some great updates from our amazing Japanese partners, along with a few other surprises from developers all around the world. Expect about 20 minutes of reveals, new updates, and fresh gameplay footage for 10 games coming to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation VR 2. What are your expectations for this, Greg? I would like to keep that uh, for the post show because I have a question here from the one and only Mario about that exact question of what are my hype levels for it. And I think it's a good conversation, but it's also kind of dated seeing as how we're already four hours away from the showcase itself. So like I said, you can watch us react live, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Of course, that reaction will be up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. And then of course, there'll be a little bit of a post show for a games cast as well. You can get on your podcast feeds, YouTube, but we will see soon enough. Is it the first time that um, two big outside of E three, you know, when they when they rack them up? Is this the first time, like in the general calendar, that two of these big um, showcases have, have just happened to drop on the same day? I would need a historian to come in. I feel like it hasn't happened that we've had a Nintendo Direct and a PlayStation hit like this before outside of an E three. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. For now. Number five on the Roper Report. Uh, we have some Ubisoft tidbits from Steven Totillo over at Axios. Over at Axios, uh, Steven had a sit-down with uh, Yves Guillemot uh, and had a whole bunch of questions and a whole bunch of things, and they talked about the harassment stuff at front, and I was going to put it in here, but it's kind of exactly what you expect. I didn't know about it, and that sucks, and I felt you know like I was betrayed by people, and they go on and recap everything that's been going on with that. But in terms of the game stuff and the other stuff, the businessy stuff, right? Which you should just go read everything on Axios. Uh, Steven had these two bullet points that I thought were interesting. Uh, the potential rise in Ubisoft game prices. November's Skull and Bones is its first title selling at a seventy at seventy dollars for new gen consoles, a price other publishers have begun using in recent years, and that Ubisoft had previously committed to long term. "Quote: Some of the games will come at the same. Some of the games will come at the same price as the competition. The next, or sorry, the big AAA games will come at seventy dollars." You said. And then the next one was uh, next year's Mirage will come to consoles, PC and streaming, but only to Amazon Luna in terms of cloud services. Ubisoft confirms, despite some apparent listings for a release of a Google Stadia version, Uh, there's a conspicuous franchise. That's a conspicuous franchise to drop Stadia support. The service's first public beta in 2018 used one game, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and numerous Assassin's Creed games have been released on it since there you go. I don't know. I'm not surprised that they're going to move to 70 bucks. Clearly, people are getting away with 70 buck games. They're going to move to 70 bucks games. They're a business. I'm not. Then- I'm not surprised at all. I actually think you know me. I'm no no kind of corporate apologist, but I think that games prices have generally remained fairly impressively static, even against like you know um, the rise of in, of inflation. Like I, I remember, wasn't it the the, the 360 uh, PlayStation 3 generation when games went from 50 to 60, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is outrageous." Yeah. I think yeah, I want to say that earlier than that, though. No, I feel I feel like it was like the like that 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 three sixty PS two to PS three. Yeah, I think I yeah and and Sounds Xbox, right. Xbox it was around right. It's such from, a blur. I mean, everyone going oh fifty nine ninety nine. It's a big deal. But they've but they've stayed that price now, right? For two for yeah. essentially for two whole generations. And what's happened in those two generations? Games have become incredibly mm-hmm. you know much more experienced. We have now now have these hundred hour massive open world live service type experiences. You've got 200, 200, 300 people on a on a team. Like the 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 price of making a triple A game has absolutely skyrocketed in the last couple of generations. So I don't think it's surprising that that games are getting a bit more expensive. Fair enough. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, and sure. again, in, in an ecosystem, and more time is getting spent. On, and yeah. don't forget, we're living in an ecosystem now where you know. The, the the price of individual games is becoming less and less 
a factory between Game Pass and PlayStation Plus, sure. Super Duper Plus, or whatever you know tier you go in at. You can you can now buy a PlayStation Five or a, or an or a Xbox Series console and just get one of those subscriptions and never buy a game a la carte and have a great time. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not against the money or you know it going up in price. I do think you know it sucks obviously if you're on a budget, but it is the fact that I do think games are going into it. And I see people over here arguing, well, there's it's still so profitable and this. I mean, in the end, it's all still a bit a business. So. I do think that the, you know, games are taking longer. They're putting out fewer things. And again, uh, we're going to do a whole conversation here about what needs to be a hit and how do you make your money back. And the fact that, of course, there is a giant spectrum to play with where not everything needs to be the AAA uh, $70 experience. Yeah. And then they, I mean, so, so with Mirage, didn't they say that was going to be 50 because it's a smaller game? Like that's actually more like a, that's like a 20 hour game, right? So uh, unlike the typical. I read a little thing that said that Mirage is not going to be like the 100 hour mega experience. That's going to be the, the Feudal Japan one. But that Mirage yeah, yeah, is like exactly. maybe like 15, 20 hours, and they're going to do it at a smaller price to reflect the fact that it's not as expensive. Exactly. So that seems, this is that a seems fair enough. You can, yeah, you have the money. You're right on the money. Standard edition is forty nine ninety nine for Mirage. So right, you right. got it out there. They're doing their thing. But yeah, back to the point uh, Yves is making here, right? He is saying, of course, for the big AAA games will come at 70 bucks. So there yeah. you go. Now, listen, uh, I'll, I'll take these companies out anytime I feel like they're screwing the consumer. But I don't think that, again, I feel like a $10 generational price raise after two generations and then being fairly static at 60 is not that extraordinary yep uh number six babylon's fall is shutting down they wrote today Ooh. with the desire of delivering an exhilarating online multiplayer rp action rpg set in an elaborate high fantasy world we launched the game's official service on thursday march 3rd 2022 and have continued to undertake additional development operations however it is with deep regret to inform you we will be terminating the game service on february 27th 2023 not even a year. As a result, we will also cancel the large-scale updates that we had planned. In terms of the plan moving forward, Season 2 will run until Thursday, November 29th, as scheduled, and the final season will begin with the maintenance scheduled the same day. This final season is the period uh, during which you can earn the ranking rewards of Season 2. As a way of expressing our gratitude to all players, we plan to implement as many events and other initiatives as we can leading up to the end of service. You could put so, sorry, any ahead, kind of you could put screenshots of Babylon's fall in front of me. I would not be able to identify this game. No, I it's it's real. I listen. I these are my least favorite kinds of stories to sure talk about. I always find this really sad. I I take no pleasure in talking about stories like these. I think failure is always sad. I I've been involved in my share fair share of big failures, and it's, no. it's, it's listen. It's heartbreaking, and you know even though the game didn't resonate and didn't find an audience someone out there there was a, a big team of people that really oh, yeah. you know tried real hard put blood sweat and tears into that game and all their hopes and dreams are tied up in it and it's heartbreaking to see it go down the toilet and then also you've got even though it's very small i think i remember something at one point there was like single digits players on steam like uh, you know nice. on the live charts it was really really bad so like, the writing's been on the wall for a while but like these people on the internet that kind of like do the Nelson months like ha ha like when when games fail it takes no skill or talent and ability to do that anyone anyone can like laugh at someone else's failure um but you know the, the, the everyone every every failure is is the result of someone trying their best to make a success and i find it really really um it, it's sad and it's sad for the people even though it wasn't that many people uh, that were playing it there are there, there are always, there's always like a loyal I guarantee you, there's only if there's a very small people group of people playing a game, the people that are playing it are the people that really like it, and those are the sure. people that are going to be heartbroken as well to hear that the game uh, is going. Even though I'm sure they saw the writing on the wall for a while, it's just really sad. Anytime there's one of these 
like Anthem or you name it, one of these games are like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna shut the servers down and switch the lights off at midnight on such and such a date. Yeah, I always I, I always find that like th those to me are like really the most. Those are the stories that get to me. I just feel, I feel sad for the developers. I feel sad 100%. for the players that remain. Like it's just sad all around. Agreed, Gary. Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a game backed by Square, and as you said, according to the Wikipedia, on Steam, the game has an all-time high of 1,166 concurrent players, which fell to just one player in May 2022. So Babylon's fall has fallen oh God, and will great. be shut down February 27th, 2023. Uh, number seven on the Roper Report, EA and Koei Tecmo are working together on the next great hunting game. Uh, here's the paragraph from the press release. The EA Originals label has announced a new partnership with Koei Tecmo and Studio Omega Force, the team behind the popular warrior series, including Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors, Ooh. to develop and release the next great hunting game. This original IP delivers a truly AAA experience based in fantasy feudal japan with more details about this new exciting title coming later this month you would assume tgs which is upon us pretty much but we'll mm -hmm, see mm -hmm. so there you go not much other than that so look for that if you're a koei tecmo fan or if you're a ea originals fan remember it takes two knockout city maybe this will be the next great one and then number eight on the Roper report a bittersweet one Andrew Reiner is, le is leaving Game Informer. Uh, there's a big old blog post up from Reiner you can go read, but it starts this way. I never thought I would write these words. I'm leaving Game Informer. For nearly 30 years, I looked forward to each workday, eager to see what game news would break, what I would be writing about, and on the best days, what I would be playing. In the time it took to create 330 monthly magazines, I was privileged to work alongside some of the most talented and amazing people I've ever met. For a kid who couldn't get enough of video games growing up, I was living a dream. I knew how lucky I was and never took it for granted. I worked hard. I wanted Game Informer to be the place to go to celebrate games. I think we accomplished that tenfold and have created an outlet unlike any other. In the weeks ahead, I'll transition from writing game news to creating it. I'm entering the world of game development and publishing at a well-known North American studio. Uh, Reiner's letter, of course, goes on. I urge you to go check it out on GameInformer.com. Of course, hit him up on Twitter. Wish him well, just like I am, because Reiner's a great person. And I'm excited to see what happens next, Gary. Yeah, and that, that's, a, that's just a problem. Actually, the weird thing was, when I, not in any way... Um, trying to sound mean but honestly my first honest reaction was wait game informer is still going i thought it had shut down but i, I know it's been like they, they suffered a lot of layoffs it's been that. increasingly kind of you know marginalized and cut back and now it's a shadow of its former self which is because it used to be this you know titanic you know <laughs> no pun intended used to be this massive title right and part of the reason why it was massive is because it got distributed through all the game stops right once you signed up for their their bullshit plan that they won't let you out of the store until you agree to sign up for you know you get you get game informer whether you like it or not so this massive distribution of being on the cover of game informer was considered a big big deal because there were so many eyeballs on it but it's been whittled back and whittled back and whittled back by the you know by the fucking venture capitalist sharks that run GameSpot. Um, sorry, GameStop these days, and um, you know, Reiner and, and, and GameStop have always, uh, and Game Informer, sorry, have always been kind of synonymous, right? You just, like you said, thirty years, you just think these two things are going to be together forever. So yeah. I think the writing's on the wall for Game Informer overall as well, and Reiner. Yeah, leaving, I mean, talk about Canary in the case, coal mine, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, it seems to be the thing. But for now, we begin the era of Alex Van Aken. Who has not been promoted to Reiner's position? I know, but I saw he was writing news today because everybody else is out on business trips. So wow. Whatever. Uh, Gary, I can't wait to see what Reiner does next, but his announcement so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. B 
You want to talk about a disappointing Nintendo Direct? It's because they did not talk about Easy Come, Easy Golf. That's right. I caught it from Nivo today. Uh, Clap Hands has made. That's right. The people who did everybody's golf, Clap Hands, have a new game out on Nintendo called Easy Come. See, this is what I'm saying. No one else gives a fuck about that, Greg. I don't kink shame, but everyone's got their weird ass game that they're into, and no one one more fucking farming thing. Everybody's golf is your your farming simulator. to, To bring it into the middle here. I, Gary, I understand what you're saying. Not everything is for everybody, but I understand with Greg, when you go into your seventh fucking farming simulator game in a showcase, <laughs> you get a little fucking tired, Gary. So yeah, it would have been nice to see some variety. It might not have been for everybody, but at least it would have been not Thank a you. farming Thank simulator, you. Gary, with a golf <laughs> game. You. Jesus. Play with your friends, family, or people around the world. Kick back off on your own. Earn new characters, costumes, and courses as you play rounds in the main mode, tour mode. Track your growth by improving your best score. Hop online and participate in world tournament or online match world tournaments are set up and blah 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 it's basically everybody's golf on nintendo switch and as you what know, if they, are they shutting made down. greg and this could be a billion dollar idea right here what if they made a combined hybrid golf game and farming simulator where you get to play golf but you also have to like cultivate and maintain the course like you're both sure. the you're the player and the green Go- everybody loves golf story and, golf and if you like, don't maintain like that, the course then it becomes more difficult and hazardous to play so the two Game genres interact with each other. See? Game professional game designer over here. You nailed it. Uh, Dying Light 2 has a new season out today. Chapter 2 is free and non-time gated. Lovecraft's Untold Stories 2 is out now on PC. Nobody Saves the World Frozen Hearth DLC is out today. I got an Xbox update. 100% of you should now be able to voice chat from your own Xbox console. If you are mm. unable to do so, this is via Discord. Sorry, it was mm-hmm, Discord talking. Mm-hmm. If you aren't able to do so, you probably do not own an Xbox. That The Discord update has rolled out, so you can use Discord on your Xbox now, everybody. Fallout 76 is getting the pit uh, update, I guess. Various Daylife, as we already said, is out on Switch and PC. Freedom Planet 2 is out on PC as well. New dates for you. Stop the fucking presses. Garfield Lasagna Party is launching November Ooh. for PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, PC, What kind Switch. of game is that? It is a Mario Party knockoff. I would love oh, to see the trailer. You, you know that those are some fucking KF streams waiting to happen. You got to I can't do wait. It. He hates he hates Mondays and he loves Premium lasagna. Content. The game yeah, awards tweeted it. Very bizarre. But look at that. That's good key art. Look at Nermal back there. And then oh, look at that. We're, we're drumming. This, I gotta turn the stream we're on throwing some stuff. We're oh, a great one million percent. You've got, to, you've got to let me come in and do this. Play this of course, game you're you. welcome to come. Only it's in November, you, so you can come to the new studio, Gary. Only if you dress up as Garfield. I'll, I'll do it. I mean, you saw Gary, the song. I will dress up alongside We, we all be, have to dress up as, as Garfield characters, though. I want to be, be normal. Jo- I call normal. I'll be John. Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. Well, then I'm going to be Garfield. <laughs> okay. Uh, usual findings is coming to all the PlayStations, all the Xbox, Switch, PC, Steam, uh, Wednesday, October 12th. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2, the late Crustaceous pack, is coming out Thursday, September 15th on everything that it was already on. Uh, Flat Eye is releasing on PC October 17th. The Rumblefish 2 will be launching on December 8th on PC, uh, all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, and Switch. Uh, Akane uh, launches September 20th on PS4 and Xbox. Uh, Washer Chronicles will release on PS4 and PS5 on September 27th. Mm-hmm. Fall Guys, as we said in the Nintendo stuff, has its next season coming out Thursday, September 15th. Yeah, excited it's about that. season two, space. Satellite Scramble. Yeah, They're in space. I love the it. The official description says, the new season brings with it a host of goodies, including a new theme, space, new obstacles courses new costumes and challenges and space themed variations of our previous rounds across solos duos and squads uh there you go that'll be there for you oh yeah because by the time the garfield game comes out you'll be in the studio 
Yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. yeah. October fourteenth. Lock, lock that content in right now. I'm I'm all in. I'll go look at I'll go look at Garfield costumes. Uh, Please do after this. Yeah, I mean we have we have. It's the perfect time right now because it's Halloween time. Spirit is it Halloween the, is it the perfect time? Oh, God, Gary, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Uh, we go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. It's where we send people watching live on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames uh, to correct us and tell us what we screwed up. The nanobiologist says, Tears of the Kingdom had three release timelines. First was announced in early 2021 as 2022. On March 29th, 2022, it was pushed to the first half of 2023, and now with its final release date of May. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't think it helps as much, does it? Just, uh, Mikey O says the Golden Eye trailer on Rare's YouTube channel does indeed end with the title card and the 007 pistol logo. Okay, so yeah, all I right, that was just me overreacting. Say that, and then wow, you hate to see it, ladies and gentlemen. When oh, it no. comes to your wrong, there is a Michael Jordan of your wrong. Oh, do we get Who's... to go in on someone here? That's my. No, I'm not part. gonna go hard, but I am okay. gonna say the nanobiologist. You fucked up. Nanobiologist writes in and says, "Miss News: Bonnie Ross, the head of three four three, left late yesterday." Mm-hmm. Mm, nanobiologist. That was the number one news story yesterday. The number one news story. The yesterday first thing Bonnie we Ross talked leaving. about after the studio. First things out that's of my words. That's, that's breaking news. This Paris Lily came in to talk about it. We covered it yesterday, Nano, and you hate to see it. You hate to see Michael Jordan past his prime out here gambling while he's playing, smoking a cigar. Embarrassing. Wow. I don't want to talk anymore. Check your facts next time before you hit send. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Of course, this show will be back tomorrow as it is every weekday. Uh, Wednesday, it'll be Blessing and Greg. Thursday, it'll be Blessing and Tim. Friday, it will be Tim and Blessing. If you are watching live right now, I'm going to tell you to go to twitch.tv slash Games. That's right. We still stream our gameplay over on twitch.tv slash Games. And guess what? Mike, Andy, and Nick are going to do Destiny 2 Day. They're jumping in there and they're clicking heads on the moon or whatever. So go watch them save the traveler. And if you want to see that after the fact, of course, you can go to youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. That's where we upload all of the archives from twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames gameplay streams. If you can't get enough Greg and Gary, great news. Patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. We're going to record a post show where we answer Mario's question about the state of play. And remember, you can watch us record, react live to the state of play. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you want to catch it later, YouTube.com slash kind of funny games it's easy it's all there it's right there for you uh for now though we will bid you a fond farewell uh gary did the the hot spurts did they win it's uh nil nil 68 minutes on the clock so some some time still to play so that's 68 minutes is counting up right that's how it works up towards 90 plus whatever they add on yeah yeah okay okay uh ladies and gentlemen this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday. Platforms, video game news, you love it, blah, blah, blah. Epic Game Store, use the creator code Kind of Funny. Uh, Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games to support the show and keep the lights on uh, wherever you get it for free. Creator code on, if you're, you're going to go to Twitch, use the, and we love you, and that's it. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>